0: Uh, NBA Strayer, how are you going? Here you go, I hope you're all right. It is Tuesday, December twelfth. Wow, it's almost Chrissy, bro. It's like two weeks, so oh. hope you're all sorted. Uh, I did have old mate take me to Tash. like, you haven't organized any presents. I'm like, oh, actually, I have. Surprise. Bang. That's pretty good. She's like, you couldn't organize your way out of a wet paper bag, Jim. And I'm like, I'll tell you what, I already have. Got all your stuff sorted. Nothing like a bit of a trump card, don't mind that. Anyway, this is NBA (laughs) Australia. I am your host, James Clements. I'm the editor of a good website. It's called CodeBet. You can find that at CodeBet.com.au. You can also see My Ugly Mug, Fox Sports Lab NBA, CodeBet Daily, Fox Sports Lab NFL. I'm here in Larry Armour Studios, hanging out, giving you all the lowdown on all things NBA with a bit of Australia. Had a lot of Aussies in action today. So uh, that's basically what today's show is. We've got a huge slate to get through in the NBA Australia game wraps, all 13... 13 games, yeah, jeez, that's a lot. Uh, we'll fly through all that. The Lakers are raising a banner, and we'll do a quarter-season parcel fail mark for each uh, each of the teams really quickly in the unpopular opinion of the day. We're going to fly through that, so it should be pretty fun. Uh, we've got that's not a knife all mate. No mate, spot of the night, better than Lonzo Ball. We've got some the unpopular opinion of the day, and our back take, yes, we we're serving up a flame girl take. There is a Shane Hill shooter, shoot, shoot your shot, light them up award, and a pick and preview for the games tomorrow. There's some real absolute crackers tomorrow too, so that'll be fun. And that'll be it, because it's already a late one, because we had so much basketball <laughs> to cover today. It was a bit silly, man. All right, so let's get into it. This is episode 1003 of NBA Australia. Let's go! The worst of these! of these! This is Joe Ingalls and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack. Oh, you better. Well, you better watch out for the uh, Stephen A attack. If you're Zion, jeez, have a crack of the fella. I mean, what are we doing? The thing I'm hearing about Zion is that he would eat the table. Jesus, Okay. You got chefs in New Orleans. They love Zion. They're looking for him. The word out on Zion Williamson Williamson, is that he leaped the table. I'm quoting. Okay, Stephen. Eh? Okay, bit harsh. Jeez, body shaming much? How weird is that? It's like, yeah, all right, so he's a big fella. You're out here talking shit about how much how much he likes to eat based on what? Quote your sources. Oh, I've heard from a tour. In New Orleans. I oh, have you, Stephen A.? Have you? Right. Good stuff. All right, let's start today's show the way we start every show here at NBA Australia with a daily. Oh, it's a whip around, isn't it? Ah, the Lakers are raising a banner for that NBA Cup win. This is weird that people are getting bent out of shape about this. I'll talk about that again later, but they're going to hang a single banner, which will be uh, different in terms of color and shape to the ones already hanging in, uh, I was about to say staples, but it's now crypto.com arena. <laughs> How bad does that look in retrospect? Changing Staples, you know, which was kind of a sneakily dorky name for a arena, right? Like if you didn't realise Staples is like a it's basically fucking office works, right? And they're like, aha! We're sponsored by a an office goods store. And you're like, alright, cool. Like it's not like it's Walmart Emporium or something, which would be kind of gnarly, but it was Staple Center, which just rolled off the tongue because of a little bit of alliteration and away you go. Crypto.com arena is just fucking stupid. Especially, you know, when it comes to like the uh fact that I don't know, you sign a uh, how many other crypto places have gone completely belly up? Who knows, but here we are. Anyway, uh there will be an in-season tournament banner hanging up because uh, you know, they won the NBA Cup. And if they win it again. The year will be added to that single banner. So they are like, oh, we want to honor the moment, but we understand it's different from championships. Yeah, no shit. It's not as fucking important, but it's still cool. So this is fine. Other news, Lance, Lance, make him dance. That's right, Lance Stevenson. He might be back. Are you saying I'm back? Yeah, he's back. Uh, he's joining the G League affiliate of the Wolves, the Iowa Wolves, which is pretty cool. The T-Wolves have an open roster spot as well. It would be awesome to have Lance Lance make him dance back in the NBA. Just saying. Brad Beale, he'll be back tomorrow against the Warriors for the Suns. Let's just see if Booker or KD also make it. It'd be nice to have all three of them on the court. Really interested to see what happens with this Suns team. Uh, Mitch Robinson, the a.k.a. the other Mitch Robinson. Uh, he's having left ankle surgery, which is a bad, bad, bad outcome for the New York Knickerbockers of New York City. Uh, good if you are a fantasy owner of Ojea Hartenstein. Hello. Like your mate, Jim. Uh, hooray. But eight to ten weeks with that left ankle surgery, it sucks for Mitch Robinson. It sucks for the Knicks because, look, you know me, I love shitting on, like, everybody. That's my bag. That's my vibe. I've got my favorites, but I do love just shitting. I'm an equal opportunity shit giver. That's what we do here at NBA Australia. I call it how I seize it. Tweaking Knicks fans' noses is just a little bit is always fun. But when the Knicks are good and fucking thriving, it's rad. Losing Mitch Robinson for two months, two and a half months, Sucks. So, yeah, not great, Bob. Anyway, uh, we have other little bits. We had a news dump from Shams. He's like, oh, yeah, in his typically nerdy voice. "Uh, Yeah, Zach Levine, the Lakers and the Sixers are expected suitors for Levine. It's like, yeah, no shit. No one wants to pay for him, though. (laughs) I like the way he says that. Both are operating from positions of patience and due due diligence, a.k.a. we don't want to pay through the nose for him because he's a bit shit at the moment. The Bulls have also found their stride over the past week, he says. They're only one game out of the play-in tournament spot, so they're uh, they're going to continue to monitor their approach with Levine and De- nah, DeRozan. there. Yeah. And DeRozan, apparently, is uh, his preferred trade destination is the Knickerbockers and the Heat. If he does end up being dealt, that's all well and good. Not convinced. I, I think it's a pretty good fit on the Heat. The Knicks could probably use another scorer. I just don't know. I feel like that had completely stymied all the uh, good stuff that Julius has actually pulled off for the last few weeks. I don't know if he's the guy. I feel like Levine fits better on the Knicks than DeRozan. But anyway. Uh, Siakam and OG, the OG Ananobi. Apparently the Hawks, the Kings, and the Pacers are expected to uh, kick the tires on Siakam and OG. Uh, Siakam appears to be the likelier one to be dealt because he's 29. He's already owning, what, 38 million bucks. Um, and Anobi's on, what, 20 mil for as a player option for next year, so he's definitely going to decline, decline that and go into free urgency. So apparently the Hawks actually uh, spoke to the raps about Siakam. Pacers and the Kings are both checked in as well. It does feel like Siakam's a really good fit on both the Pacers and Kings, right? Because they've kind of got these handy wings, but he would just give them a little bit more polish, a little bit more scoring. Um, for the Kings, you're like, yeah, it's... I feel like it's an upgrade over Harrison Barnes. So that's all well and good. Uh, But either way, we'll see what happens there. And PJ Tucker has had a bit of a sook. He's like, I don't like it here in LA. I do like hanging out with my friend James Harden, but I'm not playing and this is bullshit. It's like, yeah, but you're not very good, PJ. Like, I don't know what you want us to do, mate. You can't fucking hit a shot. Why should we put you on the court, bud? He's like, oh, but I'm good defensively. It's like, I mean, by the same (laughs) token... We've already got, like, Paul George and Kawhi. <laughs> so we don't really need to start you. <laughs> so shut the fuck up. Ah, uh, This is the downside to being a uh, buddy throw-in in a trade, I guess. And here we are. I'll tell you where, what, though, PJ Tucker, just he'll end up on the heat, and you know that'll be the perfect fucking fit, and he'll start hitting threes in playoff games in big moments and... Everybody will get angry. Uh, the all-tournament team for the NBA Cup was also announced. Giannis, Anthony Davis, KD, Tyrese and LeBron James. Uh, it all sort of makes sense. They're all teams that made it to the what the knockout stage, so cool. <laughs> sure. Why not? Uh, neat. Do you get to put that on your resume. I made an all tournament team. So, like, all right, cool, bro. Let's do some uh, game, wraps. Game, wraps, game, wraps, game, wraps, game wraps. Game wraps, game wraps, game wraps, game wraps. That's right, the game wraps from today. Uh, as I mentioned, 13 games. So let's fly through these ones. Uh, just some vibes on each. We have Miami and Charlotte go right at it. This came right down to the wire. It was a weird one because uh, Miami just hold on 116, 114. Charlotte made them earn it down the stretch. They outscored them by, what was it, 10 points in the fourth quarter. Really just got into a uh, hacker fest down the stretch as they tried desperately to pull off the, uh, you know, miss a couple of free throws, man. We'll tie it up. I did pick Charlotte plus four and a half, so I was pretty happy with that. Terry Rose at 34. I'd like to have a beer with Duncan Robinson at 24 as well. 34 and 24. That's not bloody bad. And then Jimmy Butler at 23, went 7 to 12. It's so like one of those games where you're like, I kind of feel like we need you to shoot a couple more times. 18 for Jaime Hawkeyes. Keeping it all up, Miami thirteen and ten. Charlotte dropped to seven and fourteen. They were right there in that game though, which is what I said yesterday. They're sneakily okay, you know. Brandon Miller's coming along in leaps and bounds. Um, he shot six of fourteen for his sixteen points. He just looks like the second coming of uh, Brandon Spindles Ingram though. It's like just everyone called Brandon, you know. <laughs> Let's go, Brandon. <laughs> Uh, 18 for Miles Bridges, 17 for Hayward Look, you know, they've just got wings coming out the wazoo Even without LaMelo It does sort of feel like he and Rosé Like there's a bit of built-in redundancy So, anyway uh, Good win by the Heat in the end to pull it off The Pacers kick the piss out of the Pistons The Pistons were actually up in this one early And then the Pacers sort of just kept their arm's length the rest of the way Benny Matherin was incredibly at 30 uh, 23, 6 and 7 for Kay Cunningham Pacers moved to 13 and 8 That's a good bounce back They needed this one after the Lakers lost in the season tournament final. Uh, Pistons 2-21. and 21, That's 20 straight losses. That is, uh, how you say, not great. Uh, in it's fact, it's pretty bad. This is horrible. There's no other way to put it. You're not wrong. Uh, the Clevelands. Cleveland. Cavaliers lose 94-104 against the Magic and jingling Joe Ingles. It's getting close to Christmas. He's going to be jingling all the way. Darius Rucker, Judy Garland at 36 uh, but it was a really well-rounded performance by the Magic Men. Even though they scored only 104, the Cavs didn't have Evan more belief. Uh George Niang tried his hardest to take out. Jingling Joe Ingles jumped into him and then felt bad and shot 0 of 10 the rest of the way. But Paolo Bancaro hurt his ankle a little bit, came back in, was all good. He ends up with a 20, 10, and 4. He had 19 for Franz Wagner. And just the way those two play off each other is really handy. They combined to go 0 of 8 from downtown, but it didn't matter because they sort of just do enough elsewhere. Eight turnovers for Bankero, like, that helped keep the Cavs in it, but the magic was so good in that third quarter, it was like 30 to 15, uh, that they just sort of ran over the top of them. Suggs came back as well. It just gives the magic just that way more sort of imposing backcourt defensively. And you saw it with Donny Mitchell, who goes 6 of 18 for his, what, 22 points? It was an absolute slog for Donny Mitchell, whereas Garland went off 11 to 23 for him for his 36. But anyway, good win for the Magic Men there. Now 16 and 7. Cleveland? Cleveland! Dropped to 13 and 10. Just, it doesn't feel like they can get healthy all at once. Uh, the Sixers once more kicked the shit out of the Wizards. But he got straight. Killed 146, 101. Yep. Jollyn beat had 34, 11 and 6 in three quarters. Uh, this one was all she wrote. It was all over. It was 43 27. This game was done in the first quarter. It was done in the first half because they were up by an absolute crap ton. It was like 65, I want to say like 42 at the half. And it's like packer up, boys. We're done. Sixes. They're m- so much fun in games like this. Coached by Nick Nurse. It's like, how much was Doc holding them back? You watch a game like this and you're like, oh, well, it was probably a lot. Because <laughs> they just stick the boot in. It was an absolute laugher. Anyway, Uh the Wizards are now 3-19, is 15-7. The Nuggets eked out the win over the Hawks, arresting that three-game slide, 129-122, in Atlanta. Uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich had 40 off the bench with 10 made threes, which was sick. Nikola Kachala had the 25-8-9. Trey got booted for this arguing a call and a ref having a sook. I'll talk about that again later. Uh, Hawks, the 9-13. and 13. It's starting to get a bit wonky for Atlanta. That's uh, four games under five hundred. Not great. Nuggets needed that one, 15-9. Raptors lost in MSG, 130-136. They sort of stuck around, stuck around. It was tied. The Knicks would get up. It never felt the Raps could sort of get a handle on this game. And the Knicks just sort of fell over the line a little bit. It was weird because it was a weird broadcast where Mike Breen and co just sort of felt like sapped of energy. Like, I don't know if Mike Breen had sort of like spent three days like awake, absolutely fucking wide to the gills or something in Las Vegas. I reckon Mike Breen would be an absolute lunatic to hang out with in that sort of position, right? You'd be like, oh, my God, is Mike Breen on the bags? Is he – oh, my God, tape him. He's ragging on Mark Jackson. This is going to be awesome. He's like, he's learned from the best Walt Clyde Frazier. He knows how to party. Let's go, Mike Breen. Mike Breen goes bang! And away we go. Anyway, the Raptors, though, this is it. This is one of those games where, like, their four dudes all played pretty well. Dennis Schroeder had 20, 10, and four steals. He shot 6 of 12. Scoob goes for 26 and 5, shot 7 of 13. The OG Ananobi goes 5 of 11 from downtown, ends up with 29. And 20 points for Siakam on 8 of 15 shooting. And they just couldn't get any stops. Like, the Knicks shot 60% from the floor and 58.5% from three. They hit 17-29 from downtown. Q Grimes had 19 off the bench. He hit five threes. Josh Hart hit three of three. RJ hit three of his eight. Three of five for uh, Jalen Brunson as well. And, uh, yeah, if you're going to let the Knicks hit threes, and if they're going to hit 17-29 that's going to get you cooked. So that's what happened. Uh, good to see Isaiah Hartenstein in a much bigger role, 27 minutes off the bench, 11-8 with two assists, two steals and a block. Um, going to be interesting to see how he goes in the future with more minutes under his belt. Next, now 13-9. The Raptors, just a scrappy 9-14. The Spurs put up a good fight against the Rockets and then gave up the ghost late, which is very Spursy at the moment. They're 3-19 and and have, uh, I'll tell you what, yeah, if Detroit weren't historically awful at this point, we'd be talking about how uh, Wemby is now on a 17-game losing streak, <laughs> and they're horrible. And we'd be sort of shitting on Pop a little bit more. That's what I'm saying. They've failed to uh, do too much talent there, the Spurs, outside of... That's right, not many people. It's like, Calden Johnson's good. Devin Vassell's good. Uh, you don't have a point guard. Good job. 15, 18, and five blocks for Wemby. Tari Eason was just dunking on everybody He had 18 and 14. Nice stretch out the win at the end by the Spurs to win at 93-82. Sort of, uh, you had some nice buckets just really from Eason out in transition, uh, despite like Jalen Green going 2 of 10, Jabari Smith going 3 of 12, and Dylan Brooks going 1 of 12, Fred Van Vliet 6 of 17. They shot 34% from the floor and one. Like, that's how bad defensively the Spurs are because the Spurs shot 35% themselves and only went 5 of 41 from downtown. So you might ask yourself, why is Devin Vassell shooting 1 of 9 from downtown and why is Keldon Johnson going 0 of 9? And go, well, who else is going to take those shots, Jim? Yeah, but when your two main scorers go 1 of 18 from downtown, you get fucked up. Anyway, Rockets 11 to 9, 10 and 1 at home though, importantly. 3 19, as mentioned for the Spurs, 17 losses on the trot. The Mavs outlasted the Grizzlies... Uh, this was the MASH unit Mavs 35, 8, and 6 for Luca. James Jackson Jr. had his best game of the season. He had 41. He was fantastic for the Grizz. Um, he had 16 and 16 for Derek Lively. God, he's good. And Dante sex him up, X him. Kangaroo Kobe himself keeps up his awesome torrid form for the MASH unit Mavs, 16, 4, and 6. Seth Curry is out there starting now. You had Jaden Hardy drop 19 and hit five threes, which was very handy. The Grizzlies, Josh Mond at in twenty-eight, and eight, but just not enough. They are counting down the days for Jar Morant, whose court case is hilarious. Uh, can you please show us how you check a ball jar? He's like, uh, like this. So, like, see, look at these videos of him dunking on people. This is just how violent he is. It's like, what the fuck are we doing here? And anyway, Mavs now fourteen and eight, very handy. The Grizzlies six and sixteen. The Bucks outlast the Bulls in overtime. No love lost here, man. No love lost here. Just, uh, you know, highway rivals, isn't it? Highway rivals up there in Miliwauke and uh, Illinois. 133-129. The Bucks outlast them. 41-11 and 11 for Demar DeRozan there. 32-12-6 and six for Giannis. A uh, lot of good buckets late from uh, the likes of Chris Middleton. Some interesting playmaking. Dame had a bit of a Barry Crocker shocker. Kobe. Kobe White had 33. He's been fantastic. Since they went, hang on a second, Zach Levine's being a pain in the ass. So let's just go with Kobe. Kobe. Um, Middleton had some big buckets. He had 13, 13, and 6. He had 19 for Malik Beasley. He had five threes. Lopez was handy as well with the 19, 3, and 3. 17 for fighting by portis, Fighting around the world. And they just kept, like, this game took fucking forever to finish. They just held them off again down the stretch. 133, 129 in overtime. Good win for the Bucks. 16 and 7. Now 11-2 at home, one of the more underrated good home team uh, records in the NBA. Bulls, 9-15 after the nice little win streak of late. The Wolves lost to the Pelicans because uh, Zion went, you can call me fat? Check this one out. 36 on your head. Bang! 121-107. Uh, some weird moments where Rudy had a bit of a uh, spud of the night moment, passing behind his back seemingly to nobody, which was Weird. Seventeen for Carl Anthony Towns. No Ant Man, sort of resting his hip pointer injury. Seventeen for Conley with seven assists. Seventeen and twelve for Cat. Eight and eight for Rudy Gobert. The staff of Not much really going on for the Wolves in this one. So, uh, yeah, I would have changed my pick from the Wolves plus two and a half yesterday had I've realized that Ant Man. Uh, definitely was a no-go. I should have checked in that one before I made that pick, but anyway. Uh, the Pelicans, 36-5 and five for Zion, as mentioned, 20 for Spindles Ingram with five assists, 23 for CJ. He hit four threes, and Dyson Daniels got out there for 28 minutes. He had six points. Good stuff. Wolves now 17-5, and 7-4 and four on the road. Pelicans now 13-11. and 11. Needed that one. The Yaz got ship pumped by the Thunder, 134-120. This was all window dressing late. 30 for SGA, 30 for Keontae George, He's bloody good, the rookie. 30 points, 7 assists. Uh, Jim, when you say window dressing, what do you mean? Well, the Thunder were fucking killing him. And then, I don't know, outscored them by 22, the Yaz did, in the uh, fourth quarter, and still lost by 14. So, yeah, not great. Colin the sex man Sexton had 20, 30, as I mentioned, for George. Simon Fontecchio had 19. Uh, Josh Giddy looked a little bit better today. He had the 12, 10, and 8 very nice, and only 24 minutes. And Chet goes 6-9. and nine. Nice. Uh, for 16 points. 18 as well for uh, Ushman Deng, which you love to see. Just good to see him actually out there and getting some run. Uh, Thunder, now 15-7, and seven, the Yaz, 7-16. What else did we have? We had two more after that. The Nets got absolutely killed by the Kings. Look, they made it a bit of a game late, and then the Kings just sort of put the foot back down. Bridges couldn't hit a shot. He ends up at 22. He got on a little bit of a roll late, but the damage was mostly done. They were down only slightly in the half, but it was like a 44-37 third quarter, and the Kings just sort of stretched the lead. It was basically an accordion lead, right? Like the Kings would get up, Nets would pull it back, but they could never get back over the hump. Um, Cam Johnson, 6-13. of Same with Bridges, 6-15 of for Spencer Dinwiddie. And Cam Thomas goes 7-20 for his 18. And this is the thing, right? Like for the Nets, if Dinwiddie is not, Basically like above around that sort of 45 to 50% mark from the floor. They tend to get cooked. Um, and especially Bridges and Johnson are below 50%. Yeah, pack her up, boys. You're done. Kings, 29 and 8 for Darren Fox. Sabonis has 15, 16 and 9. Uh, no real problems. T- Trey Lyles did a lot of damage and so did Malik Monk off the bench. Lyles was everywhere dunking heaps of shit, knocking in threes. 21 for Monk as well. He had 9 assists. He had a really good game. Uh, they shot 55% from three to the Kings and hit 25 of 45 from downtown. Yep, that's pretty bloody good. Kings are now 13 and eight. Fire's a laser And the Nets, 12 and 10. And finally, the Clippers fell over the line at the end against the Blazers, 132-127. Oh, boy. Anthony Penny Simons is back. I'll tell you, he had 38. Kawhi. Kawhi. <laughs> <laughs> 34. <laughs> Shaden Sharp was dunking all over dudes. He went 4-9 and nine from downtown as well for his 27. 19 for Scoot Henderson off the bench. Um, Paul George had 20. 20 as well with seven rebounds, seven assists for James Harden. Uh, Norm went 6-9 and nine from the floor for, nice, for his 16 and 12 and 6 for Rusty. But, yeah, this was a Clippers game we are like, are they playing with their food? Is this going to bite them in the ass? It nearly did. But they fell over the line just because. Look, Harden had some nice stuff down the stretch. Kawhi is just a menace. Obviously, hit some very nice bucks to keep their noses in front down the stretch. The Grim Reather had himself a game: ten and 10, 3 and four, four of eleven from the floor, two of six from three. And Aussie Maddie T, eleven points as well. Right? How about an NBA-approved performance of the night? <laughs> nice. That's I don't know. That might be the bloke. He dropped a lazy 34-10-6, and six, uh, had his team up by 40 and subbed out with a minute 25 left in the third. That'd be Joel Embiid. He is playing better than his uh, MVP season last year. He also just loves kicking the absolute living shit out of the Wizards, and I love it. He went 14 of 20 from the floor, 2 of 5 from 3, 4 of 4 at the line. He had two steals and a block as well. It was a plus thirty in his thirty minutes. <laughs> That's just stupid. Ah, oh, God, it was good. Uh, he just fucking hates Dan. Like the he just sees like that Wizards gear. Like Gafford didn't play in this one, and uh, you're like, well, he hates Dan Gafford. He's like, no, he just even hates the memory of Dan Gafford at this point. Uh, we also had a couple of other good ones because Luca Doncic had thirty five, eight and six with two steals and two blocks, hit five threes. But to be honest. My favorite, favorite performance today was Zion. He had, what, four straight days of being fat shamed? <laughs> he had 36 points, shot 13 of 17 from the floor, 10 of 12 from the free throw line. He was a plus 26. He had five rebounds, two assists, still in a block, and only one turnover. I don't know if it was an apple turnover or a peach turnover, but he only had one turnover. Zion. Talk about a knife. Like if Stephen A. Smith's like, hey, man, hey, what the hell was that? What the hell was that? What was that? What the hell was that? It was a bloke going, that's not a fucking knife, Stephen A. Yeah, I go to restaurants. Yeah, I don't mind a fucking feed. Blow it out your ass. Bang! 36 on your head. You'll love to see it. Who was spot of the Night, though, Jim? Well, I'll tell you, Friend. God, 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 god. Spud, spos, may, hmm. spud, 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 the, the spud, 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 spud. Spud I'll tell you, George Niang against his old mate Jingle Joe Ingles. Uh because you have George Niang and Donnie Mitchell both on that Cleveland uh Cleveland Cleveland, Cleveland team against the Orlando Magic and Jingle Joe Ingles, two of his uh, old mates from Utah. George Niang fell into Jingle Joe Ingles after Jingles had an awesome first half. And, you know, Jingles did his knee last year. Recovered, recuperated, and was coming back. And George is, like, on the ground falling into Jingles' knee, and Jingles is on the ground in agony. And I'm like, I can't believe George Niang just took out his old mate Jingle Joe Ingles and fucked his knee up. What sort of old mate no mates is this? And George Niang repaid uh, the Orlando Magic by shooting 0 of 10. Do you reckon he felt bad? Yeah, I reckon he did. Jeez. Uh, 0 of 7 as well for Josh Richardson. Dylan Brooks goes 1 of 12. Yeesh. Michael Porter Jr. went 1 of 11. Dame was bad today as well for the Bucs. Uh, sort of skirted over that. 3 of 17 for him for his 14 points. 3 of 13 for Jordan Jeremy Clarkson. 3 of 12 for Jabari Smith Jr. You also had Jeremy Sohan and Jordan Poole. What did they do, Jim? What did they do? What did they shoot? That's right, they went 3-11, you little ripper. But my actual one today that I love the most, we have a bloke who pulled a Tony Snell. Ayo Dosunmu from the Chicago Bulls. Zero points, zero rebounds, zero assists, zero steals, zero blocks. O of 6 from the floor, one foul. Ayo Dosunmu pulled a Tony Snell in 28 minutes. He had 0.0 rebound, 0 assist, 0 steal, 0. Like, by mistake, a rebound should probably come your way in 28 minutes. The bloke's just out there getting his cardio in. That's incredible. But also, as a collective, how about 20 straight losses for the Pistons? They become the ninth team ever, ever, with 20 consecutive losses in a season. The weirdest part is only three franchises i have actually had the multiple 20-game losing streaks. The Sixers have had 28, 26, and 20. The Cavs have ripped off 24 and 26-game losing streaks. The Pistons are now 21 and 20. That is absolutely brutal. So there you go. Plenty of spuds. Uh, who was old, mate? no old, mate, no old, mate, no old Mate No Mates? Old Mate No Mates. 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 This is disgusting. It's disgraceful. It's embarrassing! And, and I am ticked, ticked off. off! Are you ticked off because you fat-shamed Zion, Stephen? That was weird. Talk about an old mate, no mates. It was very strange. Like, I get that Zion's sort of wobbling around out there in these games against the Lakers and stuff. And you're like, yeah, the dude looks a bit gassed. We get it. He should probably be taking better care of himself. But for Stephen A to come out, all guns blazed go, look, there's chefs in New Orleans that are just like, dollars, I fucking love it when Zion comes in because he eats everything, including the table. It's like, this is just weird. It's very strange and very personal. What are we doing here? And, of course, the other old mate, no mates, as mentioned. I mean, does George Niang suddenly come off the Jingles Christmas card list? Because that was a pretty dubious dive for that ball, if you ask me that nearly took out Jingles's surgically repaired knee. It was weird. Settle down there, George. What are you doing, mate? It's your old pal, Jingles. I mean, come on. It's December. This isn't a playoff game. What are you doing? And then pantsing of the night, of course. What do we have for this one? Oh, jeez. Oh, pulling out for Shang-Goon. Wemby got him. Uh, Wemby's going to get a lot of people in his career, but wow, he got uh, Joker from Wish pretty bad today. Uh, set him up and just went kapow. Uh, very nice dunk all over Shang-Goon. Uh Better than Lonzo Ball. Oh, oh. Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you're going to get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros. Now I can be average. you coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. As I mentioned, Keontae George with the 30 points. And you uh, had a very, very, very nice nine assists as well. He's a weapon. I love a bit of Keontae George. But really, I enjoyed immensely the Benny Mathurin experience today 30 points, eight assists, and seven rebounds to go with two steals. In a game where the Pacers could have been punked by the Pistons, and the Pistons put up a pretty good fight early. Like, this is the sort of game where you're like, yeah, Indy scored 131. That's what Indy do. They put up big scores. They also surrendered 123 points to a very bad Detroit team. But without Benny Matherin going off, like, this is the game that they probably lose. So I want to give this one to Benny Matherin. He was fantastic. You might remember Lonzo's career highest, 33. Benny came very close to that, 38 38-7. V-nice. What was the magic tweet of the day, though, Jim? I was proud to be part of Delaware State's annual fundraising dinner last night. The scholarship ball was an outstanding, well-executed, black-tie affair! Congratulations to Dr. Tony Allen, not that one, for hosting the most successful DSU scholarship ball to date with a completely sold-out crowd. Thank you to all the sponsors and attendees for the contributions. I, my partners at Cigna, and Wells Fargo all donated to the scholarship fund. And last but not least, I want to thank my friend Steve Ewing for pledging $1 million to his alma mater. What a special moment for him. What about Cousin Claude? (laughs) Can we get some more thanks in there? (laughs) I love it. My partners at Cigna. He is just a walking promo machine, and I love it. What do we say? Thanks, Magic. Unreal. All right, let's do some Yenaz right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Miss McCarran. This is Jason Cadet. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Eli. This is Mark Worthington, or commonly known as WorTho. And you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And You're listening to NBA Australia. 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 All right, let's do it year now. It's brought to you by the NBA stray Shop. Get your merch, get your merch. Get your merch, get your merch. Wear it. Get your merch, get your merch. Get your merch, get your merch. Yeah, do it, nbastraycom slash shop, or just click through on the socials, get a hoodie, get a t-shirt, while you still can, get stuck in. Uh, let's do some quick Yeah Naz. Should the Lakers raise that cup banner, Jim? Yeah, nah, yes, of course. I mean, they won. They should. They're doing it the exact right way. It was weird that people got bent out of shape about this. They won the very first ever inaugural NBA Cup. Yes, raise a banner. It doesn't have to look like your championship banners. That's fine. But you won the tournament. It's an official NBA thing in the t- in the season. It's literally the in-season tournament. Raise the banner. Have the year on it. Hopefully you'll win more. You can put more <laughs> ones on it. But that's fine. You know? The Lakers, we're not going to raise division title banners and stuff, that's fine. It's championships or bust, I get it. But this is the in-season tournament, so hang it. That's fine. Hey, Jim, the Jazz cooked Yeah, nah. I am worried about how bad the Yaz have been. But I think this is more of a sort of a... It's not like a Will Hardy... I mean, they're 7-16. They're very, very bad away from home. Is like kind of the they're one and eleven on the road. The Yaz. like that's just bad. They've lost three on the trot. They've lost to the Mavs, the Clippers, and the Thunder. Those are three pretty tough teams at this point. Their last win came against the Blazers. They did lose that bad game to the Grizzlies, though. It's just a bit of a weird one. I think they'll be okay, though. It's more just because they're missing Larry. That's a girl's name, Mark and it. John Collins, Walker Kessler, in and out of the lineup. They sort of need more shooting. They need Jordan Jeremy Clarkson to just not be bad this year. He's been frustratingly shit, but yeah. Anyway, I think they'll be okay-ish, but it's getting to the point where the Yaz have to make a decision. It's like, do we tank? They probably should, and you know that Danny Ainge probably wanted to pull the, to pull the trigger on a bit of a tank last year, and they were, came out gangbusters. i a little bit of a surprise, but down the stretch last year, they were also not that great. So... I kind of feel like this is the time to just go, yeah, jeez. Uh, does anybody want a Jordan Jeremy Clarkson going, going, gone? I'll tell you what, he's got a bit of value. Uh, the Clippers, does a game like today's speak to deeper issues where they nearly blow a game against the Blazers? Yeah, nah, yes, of course. Like their talent sort of kept them afloat and got them over the line in that one, but yeesh. I, like watching the Clippers closely, it just feels like they're going to be working on Uh, chemistry all season long. And the weirdest part for me is that the Clippers are looking like this with Paul George and Kawhi, (laughs) (laughs) having played like all games. So it does, to me, speak to deeper issues and it gives me a bit of a worry about like their ability to win the title so all right let's do the uh, pass or fail marks for every single team in the NBA so far this year is a bit of a uh, unpopular opinion of the day now look at me please look at me look at me look at me all right let's go division by division let's start out the east we'll go in the atlantic the boston celtics what are we going to give them so far we are going to give the boston celtics look they are sitting at 16 and 5 uh, pretty good offense, a really good defense. Point differential plus eight and a half. That's the second best in the East. They get an A. They were leaning towards an A. 16 and 5 is obviously really, really good. Um, if they can get the extreme Zingamil fired up the extreme Zingamil. and have him healthy, I think they're going to be doing much better down the stretch. I'll give them an A. Brooklyn, they're about a. They're probably about a B. They're 12 and 10, above 500, feeling a good. It doesn't feel like they've got uh, that one extra piece that they sort of need. Like Cam Johnson, Mikael Bridges, Spencer Dinwiddie is fine. Cam Thomas is fine. They just need that one extra dude. And it feels like if Dame had have gone to this team, they would have been wildly more dangerous. But anyway, the New York Knickerbox of New York City, they are sitting at 13-9. and nine. I would give them an A-. minus. Um, they've been good but sort of lack a lot of that sort of killer instinct a lot of the times. But they are still very much a grinded-out team. They'll have weird games where they get blown out every so often and the defense the defensive fall by the wayside. But otherwise, they're doing pretty well. The Philadelphia 76ers, I will give them an A to an, we probably may say a bit of an A+. 15-7. and seven. The way that Nick Nurse has turned this team all around and made them pretty fun to, like, watch – has been really cool. They've got an awesome point differential just because they keep kicking the shit out of the Wizards. Uh, but they've won three on the trot. They're 15 and seven, nine and three at home. Pretty good. I mean, that's the thing about the Celtics being 10 and 0 at home just makes such a big difference, you know? Um, but good job by the Philadelphia 76ers. This was a team where, like, yeah, you could see a bit of drip, drop off uh, with the Harden thing sort of coming to a head. But Maxi has just papered over any cracks. The Raptors, I'm going to give them like a D minus because they have just been horrible. Nine and 14, trying to figure out what they're doing, who they are, just not very good. Chicago, ooh, this would have been a D minus as well. Uh, but now they've won a couple. Um, they're now four and six in their last 10, nine and 15. They're only, what, a game out of the play-in. I'd probably still give them a C minus because it's a team with very little direction. They are finally just going, right, Kobe. Do you think Kobe, Kobe white? Maybe if you just keep playing him, Caruso, putting on a Caruso, just trade Levine, see what else you can get for it and sort of go from there and build around them. Patch has been okay at times, but still doesn't really know how to play basketball. Cleveland. That's right. Cleveland. Cleveland. Uh, They are a strange one. 13 and 10. It feels like they get an NA just because they're never really healthy, but that's also pretty bad. So they should be better than they are. They can't, all kind of get on the same page I'm gonna give them a C minus as well because they've been pretty underwhelming especially defensively like they're giving up 100 they've got a point differential of 0.2 defensively only giving up 110 point3 points a game but it doesn't feel like they've got a clear-cut identity and I feel like every time Donnie Mitchell sits out it feels like they're just better and more cohesive so that's not good Detroit that is an F uh, what is worse than an F? They've lost twenty in a row. They're giving up 118. 8, 18 eighteen one hundred eighteen point eight game points a game. They're horrible. There's no other way to put it. I'll tell you what. This is horrible. There's no other way to put it. You're not wrong. Uh, the Indiana Pacers. They are the most fun team to watch in the NBA at the moment. I'm going to give them an A just because they made the final of the in-season tournament. They have some roster questions for me. They're thirteen and eight. Uh, they've been very good. They've got the best offense in the league. They're one hundred twenty-eight. Point five, but of course they give up 124.8. So, but they are very, very fun, very solid. If they can just sort of, as we saw against Milwaukee and Boston, if they can just tune that defense, they are awesomely dangerous. Milwaukee, they it's our gonkin' for the good land. They're sixteen and seven, eleven and two at home, absolutely cruising. Uh, defensively though, I'm going to give them a B plus just because the defense looks horrible. We knew that was probably going to happen with Dame, but the offense has been pretty bloody good at times, and it feels like they're just sort of at some point. I'm going to put it all together and go on a big run, especially if they add another wing. The Denver Nuggets out west. Wait, we should stick with another East team. Yeah, the Atlanta Hawks, that's right. They are not doing very well. They are 9-13. They've lost four on the trot. I'm going to give them a C-minus as well. It just doesn't feel like they trade John Collins. Like, aha, finally, we got rid of John Collins. Like, yeah, but now you're a bit small. And even if he hated Trey Young, uh this is kind of shit. <laughs> so they stink. Um play Patty Mills more. They should actually get an F because they're not playing Patty Mills. Uh the Charlotte Hornets, kind of sneaky okay, but yeah, without LaMelo and Terry Rose at once, they're seven and fourteen. They do sneak up on teams, but they're giving up 121 points a game and only scoring 113 themselves. So we'll give them a D plus. Uh Miami, still a grind to watch, 13 and 10. They have been good, and they've been dealing with a lot of injury issues. I'll give them a a minus just because the fact that they're thirteen and ten, having lost Bam for a few games there as well. It feels like they're sort of a uh, almost an incomplete mark. Uh, Orlando, they get an A plus because they're sixteen and seven. They're incredible. They're eleven and two at home. They are smashing. Uh, They've won two on the trot now. There was a good win today. Paolo and Franz Wagner. They've, the craziest part for me is that they've done this without Wendell Carter Jr. They'd be starting Goga. Like that's an A plus plus for me for the Orlando Magic. Sixteen and seven, best franchise start for ages. Love it. Uh, Washington Wizards. This is another F because they're one of the very worst teams to watch in the NBA. Jordan Poole is a joke. Thirteen and three and nineteen. They are. They've lost five on the trot. They're one and seven at home. Could you imagine going to like being a Wizards fan? Full stop. But let alone being a Wizards fan is going to watch a home. Game. That'd be very very bad. Uh, let's go out west. The Denver Nuggets. I'm going to give them a a minus. They're 15 and nine. They have these weird swoons as they've sort of you know reincorporated Jam Jamal Murray. It's just like yeah, Joker has a couple of bad games. It's like ah, it's all right. He'll be fine. Uh, who else after that? We've got the Minnesota Timberwolves. This is another A plus. They are flying. They are 19 and five. They have the best mark in the NBA. 10 and one at home. They're doing, you know, winning games just by like an awesome defense. 105.9 points a game they're giving up. That's incredible. Ant Man's injured. It just feels like if he can get healthy and get on a run, they'll be actually legit. Are they actual proper contenders? Mm, To a degree. But at the same time, they're going to be an absolute pain in the ass to play in, whether it be the playoffs or whatever. Like, it's just going to suck. But they're having a great year. OKC, they're 15-7, and second in the West. You've got to give them an A. The weird part is the giddy thing has threatened to derail them at times. It's a worry, obviously, for a lot of different reasons. Uh, But on the court, they do still have some holes. It feels like they're one sort of veteran wing. Like if they got an OG and an OB or something like that, they could really sort of take a bit of a step up, even they might not need to because the Williamses have been handy, but they have these weird games where it all just goes a bit pear shaped. So, but I'll still give them an A because they are second in the West and 15 and seven and cruising. SGA is a legit superstar. The Portland Trailblazers, they get a. So I'm gonna give them a let's give them a B minus because they're sort of playing day. They're six and 16. Like, you look at a train like train wreck, like the Wizards or the Pistons or the Spurs. And the Blazers are competitive. They've lost four in a row, but they're sticking with teams. They've got Scoot coming off the bench. They've got a couple of veterans that they're showcasing. Uh, they're playing the Grim Wreather. They've got no Ayton. Jeremy, Jeremiah Grant has been in and out as well. Like, they're fun. They're okay. 6-16, Six and 16, I'll pay that. Yeah. Good job, Portland. you get your B. Uh, the Utah Yaz, I'm going to give that an F. They've been horrible. They are so bad. They're 7-16, Jim. That's a better record than the Blazers. Yeah, but that is a mess of a team. It doesn't know if they're, you know, they just don't know if they're coming or going. They're missing Lowry a bit, but God, they've been bad at times. You can't rely on them at all. Uh, Dallas. They're 14 and eight. It feels like they're about to go. They've won two on the trot now after a big win today. But talk about the MASH unit Mavs. They play the Lakers tomorrow. That's going to go badly, I think. I'm going to give them still a B plus. They're hanging in there. The defense hasn't been quite as atrocious, maybe, as advertised. It could still go pretty squirrely, but the offense has been awesome. They just drop 120 points a game, no worries. And if they score 125, they tend to win. Uh, The Houston Rockets have been awesome at home, so you've got to give them an A+. They're 11-9, 10-1 at home, which is just ridiculous. On the road, they are 1-8. So can we give them an A-plus at home and then probably a C-minus away so that should probably average out to a B. So we'll give them a B instead. 11 and 9. They've been better than expected. Uh, they need to play the Rooster more, though, and they would probably get a higher grade. Uh, the Grizzlies, have they kept their heads above water? 6 and 16. Without Jar, they're 1 and 10 at home. Amazingly, 5 and 6 on the road. Talk about taking teams by surprise. Uh, they have been extremely bad at times, but they have shown a bit of fight here and there. I'll still give them a C. It's like a passing grade. At least it's not 5-20 and 20 by the time Jar gets back. It's going to be slightly close, but they've gotten over their 5-win hump at least. Ugh. Uh, what else? Who else do we have after Memphis? The New Orleans Pelicans. Zion goes bang today. They're now 13-11. and 11. I'm still only going to give them a C because they just can't get on the same page. Maybe because Zion keeps eating it. He's like, is this food? It's like, no, it's paper. He's like, I don't care. They, it's just, it sort of always seems like the same thing with them, right? They can just never have like a continued stretch where they're all healthy all at once. Whether it be CJ and his collapsed lung. But today it's got, you know, they've got a proper rotation. They look awesome. So uh, the way is up there, I reckon, for the Pelicans. But they'll stay a C for now. The Spurs, that is a, an F as well. 3-19, and nine, three and 19, less 17 on the trot. It's like Wemby, Sohan. Calvin Johnson, Devin Vassell, and just, ugh it's a horror show. But pops the greatest coach ever, it's like, yeah, cool. It's pretty easy to be a great coach when you've got three Hall of Famers. Uh, the Golden State Warriors, 10 and 12. This team is just, I don't like the Warriors this year. 10 and 12, I'm going to give them a D D+. Like 10 and 12, they're 5 and 6 at home. That's crazy for San Francisco. It's like they need to get Steph some help. Andrew, help Wiggins is not helping. Draymond is, you know, choking out Frenchmen. He could flip at any other time during the year and cost them some more games. And just doesn't feel like this is their year at all, which is weird. But it feels like they're almost wasting some Steph, Steph's twilight a little bit by hanging on to Clay and Draymond maybe a little bit too long. The Clippers, 12 and 10. I'm going to give them a C as well just because, like, they haven't put it together, but they could still put it together. You know what I'm saying? The Lakers, you got to give them an A. They won the in-season tournament. They can obviously crank it up. They're 14-9. They've won three on the trot. I think the thing for me with the Lakers, you can see them when they really just like absolute verbal meme playing the uh, video game then leaning forward. That's what the Lakers are when they pay attention. So winning the NBA Cup was very cool. They can point to that as like a successful season. Um, if they make a Western Conference Finals, they'll be feeling pretty good about themselves and you'd probably give them a shot to make the finals. But be interesting to see how the rest of their season goes. They're deep. They're pretty handy. I still feel like D'Lo is the one that you can maybe move on from and try to get something a little bit more solid there. You know? You know? But still very good. The Suns, ugh, that is like a B because KD, Booker have been really good at times. Beal just hasn't been out there. But they're still 12 and 10. KD is doing a lot. But he and Booker look really good when they are playing together. Hopefully, Bill slots in there probably and they're okay. And then the Sacramento Kings are 13-8. and eight. I'm still going to give them a B B+, because they are really, really fun. They haven't quite hit the heights of last year, but 13-8 is still pretty bloody good. Fire's a laser, and away we go. All right, that's every team. Quarter season mark. Don't mind that. What about an Outback takeout though, Jim? It's Tuesday at Outback, and you know what that means? Oh, yeah. Tell you what, heard a possum scratching around in the walls last night, so I got out there with the uh, fire poker, stabbed it right through the eye, and then just chucked it straight over the top of the fire pit. Boom, roasted possum. You're as great as a flame grilled take, cook her up all nice and crispy, and boom, she's a bit gamey, but you can still eat it. Only at outback. And today's flame grilled take is, I'm gonna have to keep saying this, aren't I? Trey Young getting booted today was a fucking embarrassment for the NBA. What are you doing? Refs, no one's here to fucking see you. Shut up. Teching up Quinn Snyder as well as Trey twice just because he's complaining. I get it. It was also a bad call, but he was also probably in the wrong. He was probably flopping. You know how he fixed this? Up the fucking fines for flopping. 50K for a flop. You know who will be flopping then? Nobody. You know what should happen as well if any of those techs are rescinded for those refs? Boom. They get fined as well. Grow a pair, the NBA. Start finding everybody for the bullshit they keep pulling uh, and just get rid of this shit from the NBA full stop. Get rid of the whinging to the refs. Get rid of the flopping and get rid of fucking trigger-happy refs who are going to throw out a superstar player. It's fucking stupid idiots. Blow it out your ass only at our back. All right, quick strain player watch right after this. This is Shane Hill and you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, Australian Player Watch Jingle and Joe Ingles today. Tell you what, started off pretty hot. He had 12 points in the first half. That's what he ended up on because he got, you know, run into by uh, your old mate, George Niang. Ends up playing 20 minutes, goes 2 of 5 from the floor, 2 of 4 from downtown. 6 of 6 at the line, 4 rebounds, 3 assists and a block and 12 points. Played his ass off today, our man Jingles. You love to see it. Uh, did Patty Thrills, Paddy Mills get out there against the Denver Nuggets? No, he did not. That's another did-not-play-coaches-a-dickhead. <laughs> Even when Trey got booted, you're like, come on, put Patty in there. Ah, oh, blow it out your ass, Quinn Snyder. Jeez. Uh, against the San Antonio Bandera Spurs, uh, we got no Jock Landau as well. Did not play coach as a dickhead. So, brutal, brutal gear. Uh, for the Dallas Mavericks, I already mentioned Dante Sexam up Exam. 16 points, 6 assists, 4 rebounds, 6 of 11 from the floor, 1 of 4 from downtown, and 3 of 4 at the line. With a block and two steals. He is crushing it. Obviously, Josh Green still out with an elbow injury. But I'll tell you what, Sexton is standing up big time and doing a bloody good job of it. Uh, Dyson Daniel, I mentioned him earlier as well in that game against the Wolves. Yeah, 28 minutes, 1-3 of three from the floor, one of which was from downtown. 1-1 from downtown, 3-4 from the line as well. So he end up with six points, two rebounds, two assists, two steals and a block. And a plus 5 in his 28 minutes. So good job by the vacuum. Uh, For OKC, I mentioned Josh Giddy's stat line before. He had a pretty good game. 24 minutes, 5-11 from the floor. Two or three of which from downtown. 10 rebounds, 8 assists, 12 points to go with a block and a steal. Plus 17. Giddy up! You'll love to see that. Uh, Ben Simmons still, you know, looking after that back. Uh, So no court time for him against uh, the Sacramento Kings. And then Aussie Matty T and the grim wreath for himself. That's right. The Great Barrier Wreath, Duop Wreath. Got the start again in place of DeAndre Ayton. 26 minutes for Duop. 10 points, 3 rebounds, 4 assists and a steal. He shot 4 of 11 from the floor, 2 of 6 from 3. And then Aussie Matty T, 11 points, 1 rebound and 1 steal. 3 of 5 from downtown as well for 4 or six of 6 from the floor. You love to see it. Great games for some of those Aussies today. It'd be good to see everybody out there at once and all healthy though. All right, quick Andrew get Oh no, we'll do a Shane Hill shoot a shoot shoot your shot, line him up award. He threw it down. Are you healed? Are you healed? Praise the Lord, I'm healed. Praise the Lord, for I'm healed. It is the Shane Hill. Shoot a shoot. Shoot your shot. Light him up award. All right, let's do it. Shane Hill shoot a shoot your shot. Shoot a shoot, shoot your shot, line him up award. Bojan Bogdanovic. I mentioned that one earlier. Uh, 40 points. He hit 10 of three from downtown today. It's like a very short list of folks who have done that. And it's like, uh, I don't know, two of them have ever done it in NBA history. Off the bench, 40 points and 10 plus threes. It's Bogdan and Jr. Smith. God, he was good today. He was the only one keeping the Atlanta Hawks in that game, uh, especially when Trey got booted. it a couple of looks late where it's like, oh, shit, he could have tied that up. Who knows? But either way, Uh, He had a great game. 14 of 24 from the floor, 10 of 17 from downtown, 40 points, 10 threes off the bench. You love to see it. And a bit of a Shane Hill, shoot a shoot, shoot your shot. Look, I'll tell you what, Embiid was hitting some insane shots today against the Wiz. In his last eight games, he's had 34, 38, 50, 30, 35, 32, 32, 32, while averaging over 11 rebounds and 7 assists per game as well. That's uh, definitely getting some shots up. <laughs> Good job. Bye. Yeah, man. Love to see it. Uh, right. Have about a Paddy Mills Game Day baller Game Day Twitter check-in? This is the Rock'em, em, Block Block'em, Jock'em Landale uh, check-in because I think we got another Jock Landale, a new story, I want to say. Let's have a look. Pretty sure we did. Where's our man Jock? There he is. Oh, I might have gone. Must have been limited. That's weird. Must have missed it. Huh. It's a bit sad. Anyway, uh, we did have a great jingles one, but that's okay. Oh, we had a Patty Mills one pop off as well. Uh, let's see if that one's on Instagram still. But it is up on Facey, the actual Patty Mills one about his uh, indigenous basketball league. So, let's see if I can track that one down because he's done a very good job with that, it has Patrick. Paddy, 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 Paddy. There we go. That's right. Here we go. The National Indigenous Basketball Tournament, 17 and under. Coming up, and he's all over it. So, let's go. Paddy Thrills, Paddy Mills. Go check that out. Love the uh, Indigenous Basketball Association. He does a great job. All right, let's do some game previews for Wednesday. Game previews. Game previews. Thanks, inadvertent Bane. Not a problem, Jim. How's it all going? Ah, yeah, not bad. Just had a really busy day today. Had to take the squid to his uh, prep orientation because I had my bung foot and it's like, shit. I'm still going to take him there. Can't get into the office now. Can't really walk. So sort of hobbled down, grabbed him from kindy and uh, did his prep orientation. He had a great time. They also had a coffee cart, so I sort of stood there in the sun, having a chin wag with your brother-in-law and just uh, drinking coffee. A couple of other folks. It's good, uh, but we have a really good slate tomorrow: the Lakers and the Mavericks. Uh, the Lakers should win this one pretty handily against the MASH unit Mavs, though. Lakers coming off the in-season tournament win, they're only one and a half point favorites in Dallas. Dallas is on a back-to-back. They've only got like Luca and Dante. Derek Lively, yeah, it should be all right. Seth Curry, but I still like the Lakers a lot. So give me the Lakers minus one and a half. Thank you very much. Um, Cleveland, go to Boston. Cleveland on a back-to-back. The Celtics should really take care of the Cavs. Uh, they have played a fair... I think it's the underdog has covered a bunch of these games against the between these two teams. But if there's no Mobley, you've already got the Zinger Burger, extreme Zinger meal, back for the Celtics. They should blow the doors off the Cavs. So I'm going to go the Celtics minus nine and a half. The Nuggets and the Bulls play each other. Both teams on a back-to-back. The Bulls have proven to be a pain in the ass over the last few games. I'm going to go the Bulls plus eight and a half in this one against the Nugs. Between Vooch going hammer and tongs at the Joker, uh, especially with Damar and Kobe, I think they can probably hang a little bit with the Nugs. We'll see how we go. I might have to tweet out a change to this one. Um, let's actually have a quick look at a little bit of history between these two teams because it does feel like it might be one of those teams that um, historically the Nuggets have absolutely trounced the Bulls. But we'll check that using code CodeBet. Uh, Denver won the last one, 123-101, back at the start of November But before that, back in March last year, the Bulls kicked the crap out of the Nugs. They've sort of gone back and forth. Bulls were pretty good. They'd won four straight before uh, today's loss. The Nugs sort of turned that around. Good win over the Hawks today. But, yeah, eight and a half is a big line. So let's go to the Bulls. Warriors versus Phoenix. In Phoenix, I think the Warriors should give the Suns a bit of a shake. Um, Plus three and a half, the Warriors. They're on the road. Suns trying to reincorporate Brad Beal tend to not go with the team that's bringing in a new uh, additional player that they've not played too much with just because it takes a little bit of time to get that sort of chemistry and the on-court crispness going. Uh, So even though Book has been playing pretty well, KD has been really good. Don't mind the Warriors, plus three and a half. Steph. Clay, Draymond, just going with the experience there. So give me the Warriors plus three and a half in Phoenix. And then the Kings and the Clippers. This should be an absolute ripper as well. The problem is we've got a lot of teams on back-to-backs in this one uh, tomorrow, but um, I'm going to take the Kings. I think they're just going to be a pain in the ass as well. In LA, Lake, uh, the Clippers on a back-to-back. you got the much more veteran team. The Kings were pretty crisp against the Nets. Fires a laser. Let's go. The Sacramento Kings plus three and a half. So taking three. Three underdogs and two favorites tomorrow. That should be pretty good. Well, just as well Ron Artest has got some art. Wheaties. I got, Wheaties. I got Wheaties. You're not wrong. All right. But there you go. Good stuff. Fun just fun day today. But that is it. Uh, we'll be back on deck tomorrow. We might have a really short show tomorrow because I've got to cut a uh, pretty fine line of taping in NFL Australia tomorrow, Arvo, in the studio, and then I'll have to do NBA Australia right after that. So will wrap up those games that I just mentioned and then sort of just get out of your hair maybe really quickly tomorrow. Um, but either way, make sure you're following NBA Australia on Twitter, face IG. We'll have more videos coming out very soon as well. Uh, get around NFL Australia, myself and Gaz. We do have an awesome special guest this week, which you'll love. You've heard him on this show before. Uh, and it's going to be really good. So make sure you subscribe to it right now. And we've got a chaos NFL week to talk about. That should be really fun. Uh, get around the Cricket Today podcast as well with the Cricket Boys, Stats Guy. you've heard on this show as well, Marcus and Leo, they do a great job every single morning covering all your BBL and cricket needs. They've got a tester preview this week as well. It's going to be awesome. Uh, It's all of the cricket summer covered daily, just like this show. Uh, Get around nbaaustradio.com slash shop and get your merch. Get your merch. I'll throw in a free stubby holder as well. Uh, The other ones are back in stock as well. So if you buy a stubby holder, I'll throw in an extra one as well. Uh, check us a rating review on your podcast app, of course, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, whatever app you use on the Android phone. It does help out here. Come on! Review it, would ya? What are you doing? Uh, big thanks always go to From Oslo and House Hats, as well as Joshua De Laurentiis, Fascinated, Goldmines, Ramshack Alami, iOS, Sex, Shaday, Green, 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 and Doze is for all the tunes you hear throughout the show. Smash them all Bandcamp, Triple J and Earth, Facey, Apple Music, Spotify. Remember, NBA Australia supports Australian bands. All right, no skit today because I've got to run off because it is really late already. So, we'll catch you tomorrow, you dickheads. This is NBS Australia saying look after yourselves, would you? Love your guts and later, Hosen.